Yes, sir. You see the jersey in the back of your video. Man, so, yeah. We, yeah, I jersey, Yeah. His jersey's all over. I got my top from the high school uh, baseball jersey. That survived. Probably a champion. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't, I was, I was terrible at baseball. So bad. I went and practiced with y'all once and couldn't do it. I stuck to basketball. <laughs> I was like, I'll let y'all play this. I'll come support, hang out with the cousins, but you know. Damn. Oh, yeah. So, where do we start? I mean, is that a Dan Gordon jersey back there? Welcome to Levasa Sports. My name is Lance Falitongo. What's up, everybody? I'm Forrest Odelaf. And here we look at sports through a South Pacific lens. This episode, as always, sponsored by LevasaIslandApparel.com for gear that represents the South Pacific Islands, languages and cultures accurately and responsibly. Put on for the culture. Catch the wave at LevasaIslandApparel.com. And our guest today, a uh, multiple-time representative for the American Samoa International Basketball Team, my guy out here representing in tournaments. Uh, now, uh, was it Harsh uh, property? Harsh my investment guy. property. Over here as a major uh, property investment person in the Pacific Northwest. And fan, the brother is with us here, Talanoa Smith. How are you doing? Good, man. Good. How's it going? Doing great, bro. It's uh, it's good to have uh, it's good to have family and somebody that uh, we know is a pretty good example. That people can use here on the show with us. Uh, oh, thanks Forrest, for having me, man. I'm very honored. Uh, let's let's talk about somebody else that also had a lot of responsibility uh, put on his young shoulders uh, recently. Jalen Hurts for the Philadelphia <laughs> yeah. Philadelphia God, Eagles, man. Uh, you're this week. you're you're an Eagles fan. When did how long have you been an Eagles fan? I am. Oh man, since the Campbell Soup. Donovan McNabb days, man. <laughs> you know. Me, so, so, so since better days. <laughs> <laughs> right? We've had ups and downs, you know. We won not too long ago. But, yeah, no, I was, you know, growing up with the family back in Samoa and just playing football, hanging out, watching, you know, games. And then my guy, Eddie, my fellow Bird Gang member. Shout out not to affiliated with the actual gang, the Eagles. But, you know, <laughs> we just root them on. This year's been a little rough around the edges but yeah after McNabb I just kind of became a fan Michael Vick was really really fun to watch uh, we had some fun teams in the past so you know this Most... year early one and two we got one win so we'll figure it out it's still early still early yeah, yeah. most uh most underrated Eagles player in your fan tenure oh wow hmm. who's someone that doesn't get the credit they deserve as a member of the Philadelphia Eagles. He did at the time, but I feel like people just forgot about him as Westbrook. Ooh. Like, yeah, but he like was a nasty running back that would always get you at least a hundred plus yards. Just give him the ball and let him go work. And that was OG days too. I don't know if that slept on in many people's eyes, but that's. Brian Westbrook. Super yeah, underrated running back. I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it. Who's the running back just recently signed back on with the Eagles one day? LaShawn McCoy just hey, retired. McCoy, my guy. He was shady was nice, nasty. I was shady sad when McCoy. we go, but you know. Two time Super Bowl champion, Shady McCoy? 
Right, right. With he the, the Chiefs and then the Bucks, now retiring as a signing a one day contract with the Eagles. Uh, current current day Eagles as a fan, uh, what are what are some of the issues, and how do you fix them as a team? Well, it was it was tough this week. I had to watch it with my fellow cowboy, who's over here. Will, so, you know, that's what I was battling. But you know, I don't know. It's uh. A lot of growing pains. You gotta learn. The coaching is new, so we ran it like twice, which is like I don't know who does that. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, you know, learn from your mistakes. Yeah. Well, also, you can't run when you don't have a full offensive line. So I mean, yeah. credit oh, to them. Man. They've had to they've had to patch that O line uh, with guys who wouldn't be starting right now. So yeah, four year contract to Jordan Mailata from the Australian exchange is it the exchange program the international way um isaac so malo recently declared out out for the season yeah speedy recovery uh so man um yeah but that's that's a good point it's hard to run behind you know a, a, a makeshift line is is it give more carries to Miles Sanders so that you can kind of help Jalen Hurts develop? Or what do you think the answer is there for the offense? I mean, maybe more than two, you know, like give him a chance. <laughs> Even if it's a tough line, like Najee don't really have a line, but they give him the ball. So we might be able to do some. He had to like catch on the flat and like went 10, 15, you know, he's still talented, but a little more balance. Jalen Hurts third start. So, well, this year, I mean, he's this basically his rookie year in terms of games, and uh, just you know, see where it goes. I mean, Lawrence was killing today, so he started rough. You know, anything uh, happened. Yeah, we're recording this through the Thursday night game. Is uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe Burrow about to lose to Trevor Lawrence? Right. Maybe. It was fun to watch. I mean, yeah. since he was coming back, since he was coming back. Yeah. It's yeah, it's tied 21-21 with six minutes oh, left. Nice. Yeah. Next week. I need to see who we're playing. I don't even know. I am an Eagles fan, I promise. I just leaving the red figure it out on Sunday. How do you feel about the coach? New coach. Not a lot of people like him, but you know, like I said, it's I don't know. Hey, do you like hear a press conference or how he answers questions or how he calls plays? I just I mean watch the from watching the games and kind of yeah, the play play calling, but I'm a fan. So, I mean, yeah, the offensive line definitely doesn't help. Jalen Hurts has like two seconds, and he'll just scramble. We had yeah. several holding calls, but you know, I'm just gonna cheer him on, and we'll have better days. Cheer this him guy on. Down for the here, best. <laughs> you know, my guy down here, Forrest, is hella hype. He got these Raiders out here doing some three and oh baby. We're about to be four and oh Lance. We're about to be four and oh Lance. So it's Raider week. On the schedule. We actually played against each favorite. other in fantasy, so I need to get this dub this week. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be four and zero in in the NFL and in our league. Four and zero. I'm running this table. Running this That's table, dog. One eye guy is running away <laughs> with the lead in our uh, Polynesian fantasy early. football league, but but not too far but yeah, behind. Yeah, 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 definitely early, definitely early. Yeah. I need to where, I need to where? get on a little winning streak, though. I mean. Can't lose uh, yeah, yeah, there have definitely been a lot of injuries that have taken uh, a lot of teams just yeah. kind of throwing them sideways. So guys are 
Yo, man, McCaffrey. Um, see, now in hindsight, I guess Peter recovers him too, but due to the non number one pick, I got saved in a sense. Because, oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> so we won't have to talk too much about it, but you know, we're good now. Aaron Jones, four touchdowns. Let's go. Hey, it, it went the way it went. <laughs> that's all i gotta say that's oh nice. man i definitely want to be a person where if you say something's gonna happen it happens that way and then people kind of rely on that i apologize for that again it's um, it's but yeah but yeah it works we've also in in a differently that i'm in trades have been flying and oh, yeah and people are also rating each other's trades and they're like you you didn't get enough or that was garbage right. or you guys are cheating doing all the are you guys trying to win <laughs> are you guys trying to like split the money oh man it's just, uh it's just crazy but i definitely love Not fantasy really. football and Great. talking about all that Speaking of, shout of out stuff. Frankie Lubu. Hey, let's go for the panthers also three yeah, in a row awesome when uh Kind of different in the way some of these three and O records are uh, are made. You have the Raiders who are three and O, and I saw that that post where it was the Raiders played three playoff teams from three, last year. Yeah, three teams that won double digit three, games. Yeah, three yeah. win teams, and the Broncos have three wins against three teams that still haven't won a game yet. Yeah. So, and then you have the Panthers who are are the Panthers legit? I think so. Arthur the defense, so. right? So yeah. we can get behind the defense. The defense is young. They just traded for C.J. Henderson. They already have J.C. Horn once he comes no, back. No, so healthy. that's why they traded for C.J. Henderson, though, because they lost Horn for the year. So Horn's out. Yeah, he uh, he broke his foot. I, I originally, me and Will were watching the game. I originally thought he tore his Achilles because it was a non-contact injury. He was uh, backpedaling, and then he planted, and he just fell. And grabbed his leg. Ooh. I was like, oh, but uh, reports are well, he might make it back for the end of the season, so we'll see. And he's a big part of that defense because, um, as a rookie, he whoever he was going against, he was shutting him down. Mm-hmm. JC Horn was legit, so let's we'll see, see if uh, if uh, Frankie Lugu, Derek Brown, Shaq Thompson, all Jack those Thompson. guys, can, yeah, Shaquille, that's Shaquille Griffin, Halloween, yeah, that's that's a Great. bunch of really good. Talented yeah. players that so that They're defense good. and if Sam Darnold, Chubb, yeah, if he throws three hundred yards and yeah, okay. DJ Moore, so, DJ Moore, I got DJ Moore. Oh, man. sorry, Noah. <laughs> what what do you want for DJ Moore? Bro, let's just you, let's get, just you were gonna give me Hollywood, but he had a tough right. showing, so it's like he had two really nice. good before that. I, I yeah, I, um, I was balancing it out. DJ Moore is real consistent, man. True. One, you might have to uh, pay a little extra, but we'll talk. About I'm it. down. I'm down for that. I named, I named my team ahead of time yeah. just as a placeholder because I'm more I about the like data. Hold it. Just let me know. Hey, Lance, let me tell you. After this Sunday, you won't want them, dog. Don't worry about it. <laughs> no. No. Not after this Sunday. No. You... <laughs> Is oh, DJ don't worry. shut down? No. No, no. He gonna get a have have a nice. He gonna help me win this. Fantasy battle and beat whoever they're playing. I don't know. I mean, if he whoever doesn't have a good, if he does, if DJ Moore doesn't have a good week this week in week four, get ready for a trade offer from right, me we'll again. Talk, we'll talk. Yeah, we'll yeah, yeah. Look at these guys, man. I'm gonna veto that trade. <laughs> what? We're just discussing it, right? 
discussion yeah, conversation. That's football, funny. football is like one of my passions. It's like one of those uh, sports where I could talk about or watch or play yeah. or coach or. That's football helps me too because I love football because of I know the players more. Like basketball, I watch that all day. But yeah, I love watching football. But it's better to know the people. And, Let's you know, uh. Let's talk about basketball. How do you feel about basketball? Hey, man, media day. Was it yesterday, two days ago? My guy Westbrook, speaking of, great name, Russell Westbrook. I'm going to get that jersey, and everyone in the Northwest is going to just talk so much trash to me. You know, it's fine, though. I'll take it. I need you're that gonna, Sunday. You're going to come through with the, uh, the Russell Westbrook Lakers jersey? Yeah. We got uh, 360. That's I seen I it. Saw... <laughs> I seen that. You liked it. I man. It. I was like, yeah. yeah. I definitely was like, oh man, I that's corny enough to like. I I like it. 360 yeah, Forest. Mellow gonna drop 20 every now and then. <laughs> Shout out Mellow mixtape. Shout out. Who we got? Malik Monk. We got none. Yo. Oh man, my guy. Uh, Ariza back on the team. OG. We got uh, hopefully it. So as a, hey Forrest, as a coach, is this like a no nonsense, all business, kind of like a Michael Jordan team? Uh, it could be. But I don't hold LeBron in that. In that, he's a different type of player. I'm not saying he's not as good as LeBron. I mean, uh, Jordan, but I don't know if he. Um, it's not even the respect. I know the guys respect him. I don't know if he holds that fear that Jordan had with his guys. You know, like they were afraid to mess up. But uh, Ooh, as, as, oh, yeah. 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 as far as the rest of the team, as far as the rest of the team, um, they're no nonsense. They're they're older guys. So I mean, yeah. Um, that's what you want in your team. You want a good collection of older guys and younger guys. Uh, it's gonna be like, out. yeah, the bubble where they like had so much camaraderie and was just the homies and was like, let's go just. Win some games. Yeah, I think it, it, Noah's got it planned out. He's like, they're yeah, gonna have movie you know, night. They're gonna bond. They gotta, gotta stay healthy. Have some wine at LeBron's house. Chill. Let's talk about shoot. I mean, fishbowl wine glasses. Talk about, man, that's like what they, what they said. They said we've been playing this game for so long. It's not even like it's not new to them anymore. They're like, all right. That's why they'd be more locked in. I feel like they're just you know, not like their last dance, but. <laughs> no pun intended, but you know, they're out here to win. There's a lot of naysayers. Not that we, you have. Yeah. Uh, you had. It sounds like you have high hopes for the the Lakers' uh, next basketball I, season. I always do. I mean, it can either go perfect or like the old four team, but you know, we'd rather have the greatness <laughs> of a championship. So I'll just be a Laker fan and uh, see what happens. <laughs> uh, the whole league's dope, though. Like every team is nasty. You know. Yeah, every team got better, I think. Um, it's gonna be so fun. Clay and Steph back, it's gonna be fire. I mean, Clay coming back is gonna change the way. I think I think that's the team that everybody should be scared of. Because <laughs> yeah, everybody kind of just really stepped on them. Like, you know, what I mean, uh they weren't yeah, good that good nice. last year. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. I think they're gonna be a totally different team this year. Um and they got probably the best draft this year out of anybody. I don't know how they ended up with uh Kuminga. And uh, the kid from uh, is it Mississippi? The other guard they got in the first round. Oh yeah, the senior guard. I yeah, Mooney. Yeah, who they draft? Who they? 
the Warriors did the Warriors just like take a break from being good while Clay was out and then cash in a bunch of early draft picks? And well, Steph was out too for a little bit. Yeah, uh, Clay was out. But they ended uh, up getting Wiseman. Like, so they, they got Wiseman, who's I mean, either way, he's going to be really good potentially, or he's good trade bait, you know, so they yeah, can get something for him. I mean, but that's who you want playing across from a bunch of sharpshooters, right? Just like a right. young get the boards, get yeah, it. If he like, develops and becomes just yeah. Well, he's a lot more than He shoots. I mean, he's super athletic, uh, yeah. seven footer who runs the court like Clay does. You know, it's crazy. So nice. Clay's gonna go off, man. I was watching his sixty-point game the other night. Oh Kinda man, dribble the ball. Yeah. Catch, look at you, and look at the rim. You can't. I mean, Autos every time. You can't uh you can't measure how how grateful he is to be back on the court. You know? Yeah, right. He's After, been yeah, yeah. so long. Um, right now, game. yeah, just the feeling of he's in practice having fun, you know, taking yeah. threes in practice and he's just enjoying it. Boat. Yeah. <laughs> and Steph, honestly, <laughs> like last year, they weren't like they're were in eighth. They played for the playoff spot. It's like with Steph going crazy, he had that like run where he was just, I don't know, 50, 60 point games. So Steph alone can carry you to the fringe of the playoffs. So you add Clay, you definitely have a, a Golden State Warriors team that is going to make the playoffs. Yeah. Draymond, Draymond Green contributes, yeah. right? Wiseman develops, shooters, contributors off the bench. Everything yeah. looks like it's going to go right back up for the Golden State Warriors. I think it's the, the rise of Golden State and the demise of Philly. <laughs> Man. Ben Simmons yeah, to Portland. I like it. I'll go watch him. That's dope. How about Yo, Tobias Simmons and Dan? To all my Portland fans. I mean, Tob- after Tob- after today with the no, I don't MB know. came out. It's a straight up. And so MB was just saying how disrespectful it was because the whole team was built around him. Everything yeah. that was brought, I mean, yeah. and uh the one thing that he said that I was that I really uh agreed with with him was when they traded away uh Jimmy. Yeah. They traded away Jimmy just so he could have the ball in his hands more. Yeah. You know, and I think they were probably better off trading Ben at that time and keeping Jimmy. Jimmy yeah, and Joel. Still high. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean we'll see it'll be but, uh, interesting. Where would you guys like to see Ben Simmons go? Back in Australia. The Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> so he's yeah he's rumored to want to go to Three of the four, three of the five. California team. Oh, he's trying to stay in California. Four. Did he say not sec? No, he said any of them, right? Yeah, I think except for Sacramento. Yeah, he just said. Yeah, that yeah, that would definitely be exciting to see how um, Steph Clay Kerr could use Ben Simmons. What would they have to trade away to get Ben Simmons though? In Golden State, Wiseman, Wiseman, yeah, Wiseman, the young guys, a couple draft picks maybe. Yeah. Do you guys do you guys think the the Laker kind of trading everything away for um one star trading away like the future thing was worth it for the one title and setting yeah. up for for the future? I think yeah, I mean that's like historically that's what they do. Too right, they luxury tax and they just really just put together a bunch of big contracts. Yeah, exactly. You have a solid team, two, three superstars that just are hungry, want to get a dub, win a championship, put the banner up, and then keep it going. I don't know. Is that is that bad for the league? 
I mean, everyone does it now. It just depends on where the players want to go. Because it's, it's just making sure the small market teams get paid for their leaving superstars. Yeah. See, I don't realize that like living in Portland and watching, I think like watching basketball on the West Coast is like so much better because you watch all the games at like four, five, and then like seven. But like the seven Pacific time here is like 10. So yeah. games at 8.30 or like 11.30 in New York. And it's like, man, I guess you would want to stay up on a Monday night to watch the game, but the game will finish at like 2 in the morning. <laughs> so that's how I get like the markets. But I'm like privileged to just watch all the teams. And I don't know. I feel like it's different now. The market's big with social media. So like it's just players' decisions and who can pay them and the motivations it's- behind, you know what they do the the talent is going to go where it wants to and everything else kind of has to fall in line yeah the league switched from like owners league to players league in the last five ten years so we've seen kd go to what three different teams and make them all contenders lebron did it um i don't know it's way different like when lakers celtics duncan stayed on the same team his whole career kg basically the minnesota and the celtics is like two whole careers mm-hmm. Ray Allen, Milwaukee, Boston, and Seattle. But I mean, that's like, it took them a lot to move, you know? Nowadays, it's, I don't know, everyone just wants to hoop wherever they want to. And I mean, but even back in the day when like older superstars would get traded, would that like yeah. totally tank the small market teams? Is that something that it's just going to happen? Like people are going to go where they want to go and everybody else kind of just has to get screwed because then that's not that's not fair right like it's going to create different levels of teams but it also create other opportunities for younger players on the small market teams yeah players that might not be thought of to like be a superstar like donovan mitchell like good at louisville but wasn't like one of those guys and now he's like just one of the best players in the league so put it this way, who was, opportunity. who was the last big star in Milwaukee that you knew before Giannis got there? Brandon Jennings. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, and now Giannis is there, took him to a championship. Yeah, right. You know? Yo, so Giannis yeah, is the case yeah, for anything can happen, right? If you right. have the right player, no matter right. how mm-hmm. small of a market, you can still contend and even win an NBA right. title. And then all the money will follow and everybody else can get paid or everyone can leave and get paid. Yeah. yeah. I think that's what also Oklahoma now is hoping to do. I mean, they've uh, they, they've stashed all these draft picks that they have now. I mean, if you go and look at the draft picks that they have for the next, I think it's three or four years. I mean, it's crazy. They yeah, literally yeah. own the draft yeah. for the next three or four years. Oh, so man. they they could potentially also be drafting someone who's going to take them to a championship. Small market teams, yeah, definitely they get hurt by stars leaving. But if you're drafting, you just have to have the right GM also drafting these guys, the right scouts, you know. When did you fall in love with basketball? I had that little tykes uh, hoop that you could, like, you know, make taller. But it's like I'd put it on the table and try and jump so I can dunk it. I think I was, like, five or six. Oh, he was a dunker. Yeah, bro. I like, I remember my dad was like, yeah, you had triples constantly, you never stop. And it was like that little orange one. I remember that ball, man. You would shoot it from far and like have to shoot it low because the roof. The ceiling <laughs> or, 
the ceiling, you got to not, you know, a little arc, not too much, hit that swish. We play once. I think Eddie, you guys would pull up sometimes. We'd like put in, it was like my uh, living room would go and then have like a drop and then we put it on the bottom so it was like taller. And you just go on kind of like hoop. And then I remember I'd go to my grandpa's house in Nuli and we didn't have a rim yet, but there was like the um, now the roof and then like the front of it, we'd take like a little square area and that's like the hoop. You just be like playing ghost ball until we got our hoop <laughs> on the dirt road. Yeah, bro. From all my memories have basketball in it, to be honest. So as far as I can remember, I've been loving hoop. For the love of the game. Yeah. So I mean it grew like in Samoa playing basketball is I mean it's the same as everyone, but it's different. We know we've all hooped in it's so fun. You know, we played, like I said, we had, I had, a, we didn't build my, we had a, had a half court we built outside. My dad made it with cement and stuff. But like before that, we just put a hoop up and we had an open area that was all dirt. And like sometimes you play with slippers, you play with shoes. If you have it, they get dirty. So pick your poison, but you know, <laughs> bro, it was, you know, jungle ball, right? Early, just get the ball in the hoop, take, make a couple of threes. It was fun. I mean, Everyone has skill, but at the same time, you just head down and go get it. All your cousins. That was fun. Oh, man. Playing uh, playing basketball with Uncle Samoa, I was like the second, the next tallest. So I would have to guard him. Yeah, tough. Tough guard. Mm. <laughs> the elbows, bro. The elbows are so fast. And then his elbow and then his form is just you know elbow Yo, out. How you in, in. how you hit me and shoot at the same <laughs> it's all form, just... man? You know, hey. <laughs> you do the same thing so many times. It's just in the back of his hand. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Playing guess... at in Leonia was hella fun. That court was huge. We used to hoop, put the light out, the big yeah. light, the big light, bro. The one that just yeah. Bro. And then we had the neon ball. We hoop for hours That's you have to recharge game. the ball you have to go put it by the yeah, light put in the light because it's dark, in the dark. <laughs> uh, yeah right definitely uh Man. definitely fun when did you uh realize that you were really good at it <laughs> can't appreciate it bro uh i don't know dude it's like it felt so natural i think that's what it is it's not like i don't know i always like wanted to be good at it and then playing it and like, you know, it was so much fun. I think when I started playing, I got to go to Samuel Baptist and I think that we had that court and on the top. And I think the fourth yeah. grade, we used to hoop and we got to hoop with like the middle school kids and I got to like hoop and I realized, you know, I could kind of hold my own with these older kids, even though it was recess, it was just like, all right, I can score here. This game's from fun. from nine. <laughs> and then, like, I got lucky. I got some. Uh, I lived in Samoa fourth grade, and we moved to California for my mom to go to get her master's. And uh, so I got to actually play an organized ball at an early age, which I think was, you know, really helpful in my development. I mean, we have it in Samoa, but at the time, I just never seen it. Like, you got to play with. We had a whole draft. We had like draft. And you'd have to go, like, try out basically. 
they do like they do the Kentucky drill, throw it, and you have to go make the layup, make the layup, shoot some free throws, some three pointers. And uh, my coach that picked me was like, yeah, you know why I picked you? I was like, why? He's like, man, because you a lefty. That's rare. And I was like, nice. So I've always been proud of being the left left handed shooter, you know. So, oh, that was how how different is it guarding a a left handed person? Well, I mean, you're so used to picking up right, you know what I mean? Your hand placement, your foot mm-hmm. placement. And so when you have to switch it up, yeah. <laughs> and so even right. even during a game, if, if you're going to guard a left-handed player for so many plays, then you got to switch back to the right player, then go back to the left. You know, it's, it's still oh, just natural oh. to pick up a right player, a right-handed player. Because yeah. you're you're used to that, those natural, yeah. like how you would play. So you're, you know. You have to adjust your whole, your footwork, your hand placement. You know where you want to push him to. So if it's a right-handed player, obviously you're pushing him to the left all the time, and then you got to switch up and you got to keep reminding yourself push this guy to the right instead of the left. Hey mm-hmm. man, push me both ways, bro. It's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> you can go to the right. Nice. That is good coaching, though. Yeah. Offhand dribble, know. ninety-nine skill. Let's go. Oh dang, ninety-nine. I don't know. I got a, a little rusty. We got to, you know. What is, a, what is your uh, what is your play style? Your mm. point guard, shooting guard, yeah, all around I'm guard. guard. I'm a point guard that uh, I don't know, make the right play, but you know I can score just like a I feel like a balanced all around. Eg, I have my moments where I get hot. I've been shooting a lot more lately. It's been a lot of fun. You've been feeling it. To say, Lance, don't mind my face when he says these things. Because I coach him. So when he says something, he said, don't mind my face. <laughs> this is my email. I, I, I believe him. <laughs> my face says, no, I don't believe it. I do believe him. I just have had moments where I've had to, you know, as a coach, pull him to the side and uh, we'll say talk nicely to him about what he's doing out there. The worst if I, if I can tell you the worst thing he has going against him, it's a, a lot of it is in-game confidence. You know, there's things that he doesn't believe he can do sometimes during a game, and it'll frustrate him so much that it'll it'll throw him off. He's gotten a lot better with it, uh, but uh, you ask him the type of player he is. Yes, he's he's a point guard's point guard. That's what he is. But he can right. score on you. But he'll he, he can score. But if I had to play, if I had to play him anywhere, I play him at the point because I know the ball's gonna get to where it's supposed to go and everybody's gonna move to where it's supposed to move. Point guards, point guard, making the right decision, making yeah. the right play, scoring. How often is you, win, you know? how often is you making the, the bucket the right play? Uh, my I mean, my game's changed over the course of the year, so it depends. Right now it's like you're open, you know shoot that ball or you know I'm always trying to work on things like it was a lot more different growing up playing in high school it was a whole different uh kind of atmosphere and then then to playing now but I feel like I'm more uh seasoned at this point and I'm just hoping to be able to showcase that soon where how uh, how many times have you guys gone uh, in like international tournaments and played for American Samoa? Uh, my first time I got to go, I was a sophomore in high school, and we went to Kona, Kona, oh, Hilo, 
Oh, wow, yeah, we played in this, like, under, it was, like, under-19 league. That team was nice. It was me, Ryan, Ryan, Gabe, Puna, Osala, then we had Bird, and, yeah. We had a solid team, and I was, like, a sophomore, and they were all seniors, but I was able to go hoop with them. That was really fun. We got to play all, like, the AAU teams at the time. We, like, there was no AAU in Samoa. You just had high school ball. Yeah. But, like, that was fun to play just, you know, a bunch of random kids whole different skill set. Uh, and then we played this team from Canada, which was dope. We had this dude just dunking this lanky dude, first time seeing, you know, one of those six, seven guards. You're like, bro, what? Like, I got to guard that guy. But, you know, we're so competitive. We just got to go out there and compete, grind, and try and hold our own. So I went there. I went to New Caledonia my senior year. That was the Oceania. Uh, I was also under 19, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Dante Exxon played that one. I got to hoop against him. That was fun. Australia is always nice. That was when we got to play them. Yeah, Zealand. Australia cheats. They're not was supposed ben to be Ben Simmons there? <clears throat> no. <laughs> no, I would have known that would have been banging out. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but, no, that, that was those experiences are, like, priceless, honestly. Just being able to play in those on those teams and go and represent and play in, like, a country you would have never thought you'd go to in your lifetime and just like off of that tournament I got picked to go to play in Australia and like the Oceania all-star game thing like you play like the AAU teams in Australia at the time those guys were real just lanky tall skinny just seven footers with a three-pointer taking and bang out on your head it's yeah I don't know basketball has taken me places I would have never been able to go with anything else so I'm always been grateful to be able to hoop. Let's uh, let's talk about some of those places it's taken you. Yeah. You, uh, you, what high school did you graduate from? Gafunga High School. Let's go. Let's there go. It is. Let's go. Love it. Um, go. How did you? And then did you go straight to uh, college and on a basketball scholarship straight out of Tafuna? Yeah. So. Around my junior, senior year was when I was getting more serious about, you know, I've always wanted to play college ball and that was always my dream growing up. But like when it gets closer to that moment, you have to start making real decisions and, you know, actions towards that goal. And uh, my dad used to film all of my games back in the day. There's no phones and stuff. So he was the only person filming at the time with the big camera, you know, you <laughs> He was sitting in the enemy territory, sitting in the middle of all the opponents, you know, kids and just the the games, getting all the film and the, we got a lot of footage and uh, I used it to my advantage. I mean, we used to watch it after we play and have some sessions after. And then, uh, you know, after that, we kind of put some footage together, sent it out to the colleges um, and I got lucky I got a call back from one of my, uh, the coaches from Willamette University. I wouldn't say lucky. I was blessed to be able to. You didn't get lucky, though. You got blessed. I I granted, I mean, yeah, it was a blessing for sure. So they reached back out to me. I sent so many emails. I sent my footage out to every school on the West Coast, just blowing them out there, you know. It wasn't a lot of YouTube videos back then. So I just, you know, sent as much footage as I could. Kept on hooping here, back to back championships. You know, shout out Kafuma. But 
Um, Forrest got some championships. Yo, shit. And yeah, I got the coach reached out to me from Willamette University. He ended up being half Psalm one, which was also another blessing. So, you know, I got to go play in Salem, Oregon, which brought me to the Pacific Northwest for the first time. And I mean, I'm here now. So where my story led from American Samoa, which is where our, you know, we're all from, born and raised. Well, I was telling Lance, man, um, I don't even know if you uh, understand um, just the path that you took, man, because I was telling Lance how difficult it is to get out of Samoa with just a football scholarship, which is yeah. the dominant sport, you know, and then um, during my time in high school was baseball. You know, baseball, baseball is how kids got off the island with sports. I mean, there were still football scholarships, but baseball is what uh, a lot of the, um, uh, the a lot of the kids that were getting sports scholarships was for baseball. Um, but you, I, I don't know how far you can go back before, before you that you can find someone who actually got a basketball scholarship to go play off island at, at a school. And we've had some really good players. Yeah. I was telling Lance too, you're a really good player and uh, you're not you're not the greatest kid to come out of American Samoa, but you were able to get the scholarship, which is also a testament to your dad's hard work, man. So like, you know, when you said you got lucky, man. Yeah, man. It's a blessing. It was your dad who did just a wonderful recruiting. I know he he gave people uh, DVDs for you. I mean, a couple of us sent him off to college, but that's your dad's hard work, yours on the court and uh, and never downplay the the work you did in the classroom because mm-hmm. you know yeah. what I mean student athlete your yeah. student yeah. becomes yeah. before yeah. the athlete comes before <laughs> the athlete so you can't play ball and some of these kids didn't know that growing up you can't play ball if you don't make the grade when you leave mm-hmm. it's not like the movies you watch where you think you're going to get to school and they're like oh he's good enough we'll let him play no dummy yeah, he's nice on the court right? yeah but That's uh so nice in the classroom yeah but no man yeah I mean yeah, I don't know if you, like it's it's big. It's big because you like I said, Nate, I can't and I've been back home for a long time. And I man, I've idolized some of these guys that play ball uh at Lions Park or in high school that I saw play, but I can't name you another player who left the island with an actual basketball scholarship to play yeah. collegiate basketball. And Forrest is like the historian. Like, yes, yes, Forrest remembers is what history is. Man, you guys were talking about your uncle Samo Samo. He's in some of my best memories of basketball. I can tell you that, man. Right? Yo, that one's for your mama. Oh, (laughs) that was the first time I heard that back home, man. Bro, man, I tell you what, you asked Noah the first time he fell in love with basketball, the first time I fell in love with basketball ever. Was watching Samoa Samoa, uh, uh, Michael Felice, Milton, uh, Telfasau, mm-hmm. Archie, Soli. I watched those guys play at Lions Park. Mm-hmm. My gosh, yeah, man, the that games were amazing. Guys. And that's what you would hear, man. Like Samoa, I mean, they he he'd stop like at the, Milton would shoot from the half court. You know, what I mean, wrist alone. Samoa, we were shooting from someone, and you would always hear Samoa. If you were trying to cover him, that's the first thing you'd hear. Yeah, yo, that's for your mama. I was like, bro. And, you know, living back home, living back home, you were like, oh, you know, you don't do that back home. 
everybody's <laughs> like, that, that's nah, a, that's a fight. Like so it was the first time I heard it, and no fight broke out. <laughs> Change the culture, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the way guys talk about so, basketball and, like, how it, uh, how it grew in, like, uh, Chicago or New York or, you know what I mean, the parts of L.A. is the same way I can talk to you about how basketball was in Samoa. And coming up, and you know what I mean, and Noah's part of that history. You know, um, I'm not gonna take away from Noah talking, but the first time I saw Noah, it was me and uh, Will, who uh, was gonna be on tonight. Will, shout out to uh, Will McCoy, Paul McCoy, uh, two great basketball players too from Samoa. Um, we were, what did we see? Oh, in a in a government tournament back home, and we saw him oh, no, he was playing for yeah, Fongo Low League. Team D-Bass, uh, Yeah, the there's D-Bass a, There's team. a government tournament? They do. They have – They have uh, at the time, there were leagues. They have these leagues. But this league was based mainly off of government offices. They sponsored the teams. Yeah, so, league looks so good yeah. to me, man, when I started playing in that, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. Let me, t- let me tell you what. Noah's going to – he's going to be mad. But me and Will saw the first thing I said, <laughs> well, yo, who, who's that big head kid playing for New Orleans? Bro, and, uh, I thought if Noah leaned over to the left or the right, he was going to fall over, dog. He wow. had this big head on here, small body. Bro, what did they How say on Friday? He said, Bebo Lottie, he got both head and he got body. <laughs> Damn, bro. He said eighth grade. Uh, I was 13 years old, maybe 12, bro. Youngest, probably youngest player in that league. No, nah, he was. He was. I mean, you can tell. I mean, he didn't have the handles that he did. Now, of course, he wasn't that developed, but – for a kid that young to be playing in a, a grown men's league like that, you know what I mean? He was really good. He was really yeah. good. And yeah. it was from that I'm point so on nervous. that, uh, yeah, it was from that point on, me and Will really took an interest in Noah. So every time we saw him, you know what I mean? We tried to talk to him about basketball, you know, if he was willing. And the best thing about Noah is Tony that Parker, we did. My, we know, did. I mean, my man, his haircut, guys. the way he played. Yeah. I mean, first of young many Tony many Parker. <sighs> it was funny. Noah's yeah. So. The best thing about Noah is that when me and Will would talk to him about basketball, he would listen. You know, other kids you talk about basketball and they're like, I already know. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) Noah's good. I I saw Noah put up, was it 45 points? Uh, No. What was it? 48. Off of seven threes. uh, I had 13 threes, bro. 13 threes that night? Yeah. So 13 threes. uh, Because Billy. That game was for Pele. Shout out, Shout out to uh, Pele Tui Jr. living out in Spain. He's another really great basketball player from America. Yeah. He's in the Navy right now. Also another Tafuna High School alum. Yeah. What yeah, nah, so, yeah. That, yeah, there were some fun, fun games. I mean, I wish we had uh, video footage of the amount of games I got to play in and the energy in Samoa, man, when you play in another village and it's for a championship game, oh. and the whole village come out to watch, man, bro, there's, there's some great adrenaline. Even like the high school championship games, I mean, that's one thing I'll say about American Samoa, man. It's just a culture of just you know representing where you're from and just going there and doing what you got to do, competing against that dude, even though that's your homie, that's your cousin. Ooh, Y'all yeah. not from the same place. We about to win this game. 
Where did you Where did you guys win your uh, championships? Were they uh, on the road? Were they in Tafuna? Oh, my junior year, we played from like Kua, but I think the JV game there was a fight, like at the championship game, and it wasn't even it was some one of us they only but they played at Tafuna and there was a fight after the game, no and way. then they were like. So they were like, oh, so the varsity, we don't want to risk it. So we might just cancel the game. And then, um, oh, they wouldn't have it at Gafungo. And we were home because we were undefeated that year. We should have played at home. And from like, well, we were playing. And then they were like, well, we'll have it at Samwana, or you guys have to forfeit the championship. And I remember. Who has like, to forfeit the championship? Us. I remember we had a whole meeting about this <laughs> before, that week of the championship game. Yeah, man. It was cool. Oh, they're then, saying we're providing a middle place, and if you guys yeah, don't come, yeah, it's neutral ground. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. For you to come I'm undefeated. Right? <laughs> yeah. I was like, bro, we've been winning. But uh, yeah, so we had a whole meeting. I remember Ned was like, brought us in, was like, hey, guys, you know, not fair, but we'd have to play in some Juana. We already won all the game. Like, we don't have to play the game. You guys know what it is. Or you guys can wake up. And we had to play at, like, I think I'd say 7.30 or 8 in the morning. Because they wanted to do it where there's no fans. Like, they try to do it where, like, yeah, you know, okay. cover CD, Damn. You know? <laughs> Which yeah, didn't bro. work because the gym was crowded. Dude. Yeah, at 7 in the morning? Like, yeah, man. Wake up. Tell your mom. And I don't, the game. if it's a Saturday, I don't wake up past 10. I was there. <laughs> Man, that might be one of the most crowded games I've ever played in. And we had the whole side, like, crowded, like, our whole, all, everybody showed up. And uh, we won the, the game morning. by one. Yeah. We won by four. He hit a three at the end to make it one. But we won by one. So it was an amazing game. It was a... Uh, my first championship for Gafuma, that was a good time. Me, Philip, my guy Junior, and the whole squad. We had a lot of players on that team. Made a, a highlight what? tape for that for that team, but I gotta find it. What about the uh, your senior year? Where'd you guys win the championship there? We got to play at Gafuma that year. So we and played it was there. a it was a blowout. Yeah, no, no, that game was close too. We played Leonge. Shout out Sama, my guy, and George. But yeah, we got that game too. Back to back, that was fun. That was, I mean, playing in Samoa, man. Like, there's not a lot of people like Forested coming out of the island, but I mean, the talent, man. There's just natural athletes back home that just pick up a sport, like our guy Junior Luvu, and just figures it out, man. And then all of a sudden, this guy's dunking over there. You're like, fam, you weren't playing basketball like two weeks ago. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, no, it's easy. You just put the ball in the hoop. But you know, you want to know the best competitive nature that you can ever feel in American Samoa? It's from your own teammates. I played on teams where my own teammate was the guy heckling me from the bench. And you're like, bro, we're on the same team. <laughs> but that pushes you, bro, that pushes you, it pushes you 10 times harder, man. You're not like that. You're not like that. Right? Samoa has the weirdest team energy. Man, you could miss a shot in your own team and be like, bro, shitty shot. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, wait, what? <laughs> don't you I dare air that, ball it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, don't you dare airball a don't shot. Don't you dare airball a shot. Don't matter yeah. how hard that shot is. Yeah. They're going to get on your head. So through your, uh, through your basketball travels and experience, what are some uh, – what are some uh, – repeatable steps 
that people can like replicate that you have like is it playing with older older people from a young age is it recruiting what do you what do you think is uh what do you guys think is set can set future Samoan basketball players up for success to go to college or to to be recognized or to get good skill like that uh, it, first you want to go first no you go first man because this, this is your interview dog uh, let me what agree. are the steps you took? Yeah, like what 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 worked for you? What do you think was were some pillars of your like basketball journey that helped? Uh... Three come to mind like right away as you speak. It's uh, passion, commitment, and support. Passion, commitment, and yes. support. Yeah. So like, passion comes you know at an early age. Passion comes when you're born, and you basically like. I don't know. I mean, it's like God's given, you get God-given talent, things that you do that you're like, love to do. Like, I fell in love with the sport and it's just something you wake up, gives you joy. You're just happy. Right. You get to hang out with others. It's a community thing. Um, and then as you get older, the competition starts to come into play. You start scoring. You start getting mad when you lose. You hate to lose. And then it's like, all right, I need to go get better because I don't want to lose against those guys again. So like, yeah, the passion's there. I mean, I, I can feel I'm getting a little, you know, worked up talking about thinking about some losses I should have never had, but it helped me grow. And then uh, <laughs> commitment. I mean, as you can see, my guy in the back, RIP the legend, Kobe. Yes, sir. Um, but you got to be committed to your craft no matter what it is. Um, and it's something that, you know, we all battle each every day, like figuring out what you want to do and then working at it. Cause like someone told me once I was going to do this like marketing job. And I love talking to people, but I don't love talking to people forced to talk to me. So like I had to go and like sell things at Fred Myers and uh, whatever. And like, bro, I was not about it. I didn't want to talk to nobody. I like sat in my car half the one time. Uh, and then I talked to one of my guys, he worked at Nike at the time. He was like, a former basketball player at, uh, at Willamette. And he was just like, you got to decide which way you want to go. And then when you go that way, you got to go that way. You can't like <laughs> work on something and keep working on it and be like, you know what? Actually, I want to do this because you're so far here. It's not like you've worked at it. You're going to have to turn around and start from scratch and go a different direction. So make sure you know what you want to do and work mm -hmm. towards that. Because, I mean, you got to be in the present I mean, all we can do is what we do today. So like little increments, like the 1%, you know, create a yeah, bigger- Yeah, 1% better every day. Yeah, and that's the commitment part. And then support is like also God-given. It's like, you know, like we talked about earlier, my dad filmed all my games. My mom was so supportive. Y'all was always there for me. I always had, you know, positive, uh, just people to look up to. I got to always hang around hoopers. They used to clown on me. They'd like invite us. I invite me in, which is why I love to be signed one because you always feel like family no matter where you go, even if it's like you know a little uh, awkward. They still invite you in. They gonna joke at you. If someone yeah. don't tease you, if they tease you, then you you good. You know what I mean? Like if you get teased right away, <laughs> they're like what? He's alright. He he's cool. He can hang out. But and that's the support part. And like you know, you put all three of those together. I feel like. That's uh, some ingredients for a special, I don't know, special case, special story. 
those sure. those have worked for you. What what do we got? We got passion, commitment, and support. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Ooh, I love goosebumps, man. That's, nice. That's a, a Noah's trying to give away a secret. So for all the <laughs> non-Sam ones who listen uh, and watch our podcast, if you go to a Sam one function and people are being polite, be worried. If they're clowning you, if they're clowning you, yeah, if they're clowning you, you know what I mean. You're a family. You know what I mean. You you yeah. made it in. You're in. If they're overly polite. Probably won't be coming back to the next barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> take it to go play. <laughs> the uh, oh, top, top two things for any Samoan gathering is the jokes and the camaraderie, and uh, number two would be the food. Amen. Food, man. What's uh? Do you have a passion? Do you have a passion? You have a passion for Samoan food? Oh, dude. Yeah, bro. I have a passion for good food, and yeah. We were all blessed to eat Samoan food growing up, and that's the best food to me. So I love it, man. Anytime I can try, like, have some oka or my mom's Korean fried chicken, that's not Samoan, but that's my mom's my favorite meal. Shout out and the toffee bars, you know about it. Hey, oh my goodness. <laughs> Those toffee bars. I got the secret were... recipe. I'm just, I don't want to make it, you know. My mom knows. I'll make it. I'll do you it. You got it. You got it. I'll make it. You send me that recipe. I'll, I'll make it. Yes, sir. You know how yeah. special. Yeah, those are gonna be like special, special. Are you, gonna, are you gonna add something? <laughs> I to probably make special, won't. Special? I probably won't do that. They're pretty <laughs> fire. Keep, yeah. They're super fire as keep, is. Uh, fire. Yeah. <laughs> but man. I also like learned how to make toffee uh, through oh, quarantine. Oh, nice. And so I go. feel like, man, yeah, your mom's toffee it. bars are. Yeah, bro. I'm gonna go get some of like great childhood memories. We're like, oh, let me get one of those corner pieces. Thank you. Yeah, bro. (laughs) Little crunchy on the side. Oh, yeah. Oh, good. Toffee bars and snickerdoodles. Yeah, Auntie Carrie used to make her cookies. Those are bomb too. Man, we've we've had so much, so much good food. Yeah. Um, So yeah, some food though. Uh, That's absolutely. Fasbovi, Balsami, and the Falifai, uh, and all that. So, and Josh was talking about this last episode that there is a there is a need for Portland and Vancouver for yeah. like a for a cooked food uh, situation or like a restaurant or like a, a Stephen and Sons. <laughs> yeah, or yeah. like a food truck. What do you what What are your thoughts on that? Do you feel like uh? Popping off a, a food truck soon? Popping a food truck. Yeah, bro. We talked about this off the air. We'll keep our business plans off the air. But, hey, man, everyone needs to try some salmon food in their life. And if I'm blessed enough to be able to supply that salmon food to somebody or my fellow cousin that needs to, you know, get their fix because they can't have kongai back in Samoa, then I'm here, man. And, you know, those... uh. Yeah, dude, that's something that would definitely be a blessing and would be so fun to do. And in the works, uh, you know, keep an eye out if you're in the Northwest area. We have uh, hopefully something very special coming soon. But yeah, man, quarantine definitely made me a fan of cooking. And 
Is yeah, it because you were with uh, Forrest? And Forrest be cooking all the time. He does. Uh-huh. My guy's a chef. But, I mean, to Noah's credit, Noah does too. Before I got here. So, I mean, yeah. Noah, Noah cooks, man. Noah's, Noah's a really good cook. But, I mean, if we're all in the house together and we're cooking, I mean. Yeah. Whoever gets home first and gets to the yeah. oven at this point. But What are, what are some of your guys' uh, staple uh, meals to make like you i make a mean grilled cheese sandwich grilled cheese is but what like give me a real a real meal that you know you knock out of the park when people come over uh-huh. oh bro go ahead you go ahead i got these ribs i just figured out i made two racks the other day i'm just disappeared but i started, <laughs> <laughs> I, started I don't know where they are i don't know right my stomach has something else. Like um, I could possibly have extra ribs right now. <laughs> right. I might have 18 to 19 over here. I gotta get smack some he smacked some ribs. What uh what's the method there? Uh I, you know, I bought them and baked them at the perfect temperature <laughs> and they came out the way they were supposed to, man. Magician never reveals his secrets, but the directions do help. <laughs> you get creative on the seasoning, not the time. Yeah, of yeah. Instructions, you know, unless you slow cooking, then that's on you. But um, yeah, I, I started with steak because I love steak. My dad, shout out my mom and dad because they cook hella good too. Growing up, I always ate good. Shout out them for you know every night there's food on the table, and I was lucky to have that. But uh, my mom would make like these just staple, just home cooked meals that just, you know, feel like home and the spaghetti and rice and like the tuna. I mean, she made her Korean fried chicken. That was my favorite. But my dad would experiment and like go look for stuff and try new things. I had the best of both worlds, I feel like. And now that I have a chance to cook on my own and the pandemic gave me an opportunity to just like try new things. I mean, I've never, I believe me, I've made some bad food in my life, but you learn from those times. Right, right, right. I feel like I've definitely improved and I'm at a point where, you know, I enjoy cooking for others because I want people to enjoy my cooking. And a food truck is the perfect place to do that. Nice, nice. Yeah, you'll definitely be able to uh, bless a lot of people with that food experience in a food truck. You know, you're you're able to move around and, and get to people. Forrest, what is uh? Oh, shout me out. We need the uh, food sponsors. We need the truck sponsor. What do you need? Recipes, whatever you Rec- want. <laughs> Some advice. Jeans. Yeah. Tell me how to get it going. Anything, man. Like Let's go. connections, man. Community networking. Y'all Let's trying go. to serve each other. Anybody with uh food truck startup experience with food supply experience yo leave your messages in the comments i said you already connected me we had a great networking session on the golf shout out travis man shout out travis my guy he yo food is next level man he's another you know in the cuts in the cuts cuts, great food man if you're ever in that area oh so good yeah, yeah. Beaverton, yeah, man. Check yeah, out we the cuts. To, 
we were able to catch Travis um, at that uh, Pacific Island kind of gathering that they had. They also yeah. had uh, the Island Shave Eyes. Yeah. Shout out Eric was out there, a bunch, a couple little vendors out in tents and stuff. Yeah, that was really good. To I mean, like you guys said, just to be around other Islanders, like even if I'm not going to go up in other people's faces right now and talk to them, yeah, just yeah. kind of be in the same parking lot yeah. is cool because yeah, it's right. like, hey, hey, we're out here. We're right. out here. That's all <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. So, Forrest, what are... Uh, if you're um, pulling up to a Samoan food truck, what are some uh, some meal staples you would uh, be be thinking of ordering when you walked up? Oh man! So I mean, if if I'm cooking, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna make you some Fali food tower. I'm gonna cut it up nicely and thinly. You know, I'm just gonna oh. get a plate, nice thin cuts of, of taro Fali on it. And then you know, I mean, it's it's not it's not very common out here in the United States, but I'm gonna deep fry you some turkey tail. Ooh. Man, deep fry you some Shout turkey, out tail. turkey tail. Yeah, <laughs> deep fry you some turkey tail, man. And right on the side of that, I'm gonna give you some balusami, man. And you should be good, man. You should be good. You should be walking away very happy. Yeah, you'll be, and you'll be coming back very happy too. So I, I promise you. <laughs> I'll see you again. You. Yeah. yeah. Nice. I mean, yeah, I mean, if you talk to a lot of people who move or like visit home, I think uh, Balusami is going to be like one of the main things they're going to try and they're going to really like, you know. Uh, what is what is your guys' uh, Balusami recipe? Man, you know what? It's so funny because they sell that stuff in a can now. You ever seen that? Oh, right. what? They sell yeah, it in bro. a can. What, the Balusami coconut cream? Yeah. The whole they sell thing? it in a can. Yeah, they sell it in a can. Man, you know what? Well, next time I go to Featherway, because they have a Hong Kong market out there, and they sell it in the Hong Kong. I'm gonna bring you back a couple of cans, Lance, to see if you try. One of the companies they make it really good from a can. So I was like, I was pretty surprised. What? You just gotta yeah. heat it up. Yeah, just gotta heat Wild. it up. Wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, convenience. Coconut milk and the leaves. Are there, man. Gotta have that. Yeah. Love it Con- though. Convenience and streaming is there's what enough, is there's taking enough demand for it, they're gonna get it out there. That's what I'm saying. I mean, you know, before I mean, before the cans, the only way you got balsamic is you have to make it overnight. You know what I mean? Make you it freeze in the that. You put it in a cooler. Yeah, yeah. You bring it to the station. Yeah. You eat the next day. You get that ish, and you eat it on the Sunday. You get in, bro. Yeah. Oh, mm. man. <laughs> mm. Anyone coming from Samoa to Oregon? Also, call in. <laughs> Let us know. Oh, man. Comment if you're bringing a cooler umu. All right. 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 But, hey, if you're, coming down from, if you're coming uh, down from Fife and you can stop at Stephen and Sons for me, let me know. <laughs> yeah, anybody anybody coming down to Fife. Yeah, uh, there you go. Yo, there's... Okay, so there's demand for it, right? So people want... People want that really good food, and we know, kind of as Islanders, what food can do to a community, and that's kind of yeah. bring together, bring people in, and just realize, hey, man, you like my food, so I can't be that bad of a person. Let's talk and communicate more. Yeah, right. Let's find shared experiences. Let's be yeah. So I, man, hopefully, uh. That gets underway, and we're looking forward to seeing great things. 
and yes, great sir. experiences and like a, a great kind of following and documentation of that process because both of you guys are uh, yeah but i want but i want to see like the memories and stuff because both of you guys are uh memory stylists oh man <laughs> photographer the extraordinaires you guys uh what do you, you guys have <laughs> different cameras and stuff or what oh, is man. uh I don't take no pictures. My guy down there is the photographer. He's he seems to capture moments that you know you don't think about in the moment, and then you look back, you're like, "Damn, bro, that that dude, was fire." Yeah, that, that was, was, that, was dude, that sunset. Yeah, bro. And ooh, it's just that's the thing about photography is that it's like no picture is the same. It's not. You, you and another person aren't going to take the same picture. Even if you're standing at the same same place, it's going to be a different perspective, a different snapshot of a, at a different time. So it's like... It's a metaphor on life. Do, to, but then you also see regular-ass pictures, right, on Instagram and stuff, like just people yeah. just trying trying to capture something, and then you see people that know the art and the yeah. method and the, the functions of using... Uh, the tools yeah the skill of, of <laughs> photography so with uh, Forrest how long have you been doing photography how long have you been a photographer uh man um I, first off I really wouldn't consider myself a photographer I mean I just you got uh, a camera on his back huh? come on man Anyway, sorry, my bad. Go ahead. People are like liar. <laughs> there is a camera. There is a there is a camera. And there are photos. Canvas with a oh, camera on it on your wall. My my older cousin slash older brother uh, on my dad's side. Um, his name's Tony. He's a really great photographer. And I, I mean, my dad used to take photos as well. And uh, growing up, I just, I mean, so you were talking about the thing about photos. You said that no one photo is ever going to be the same as the next, right? Also, you'll, you'll never lose that moment. It's a frozen moment mm. in time. You'll, you can always go back. It'll it'll oh, you'll remember it different, but if you go to a photo, it'll always be that moment locked in that time. You know, you'll never lose that. You'll never lose that. And I love that about photography. 100%, you know? bro, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big I'm a big moment guy. Like you know, there's moments you'll never ever get back. You know, live in the moment. Live in the mm -hmm. moment. And photographs, photographs, you you can live in that moment forever because of a photograph. You know. So growing up, just watching a lot of people um, take really great photos, um, man, it's it's so interesting. Um, it's also a really great way to get to know people and to see people see another side of a person that you wouldn't normally see through a lens. You know, mm -hmm. you you can really see how vulnerable some people are through a lens. You know, what I mean. Um, Especially candid shots. If they're not paying attention to what you're doing, yeah, okay. yeah. and you can catch them in a moment, and you show them, it 
the emotion that it could bring about it could either be you know anger why'd you take my photo you know what i mean they don't or it could yeah, just not on some joe ish no shout out you though coming up to season three but no yeah. oh, no no not no 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 yeah not for sure the moment yeah i mean and I, know, I and man and there are some there are some great photographers and i mean they're the famous photographers that you know and then they're the instagram ones that you see but there are also some really great um, photographers that you guys know personally who are Polynesian. Yeah. Um, Noah's cousin, Sam Solita, is a really great photographer. Yeah, she's killing that one. Really great photographer. She's taking, she's, she lives back home now. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she takes pictures. She does uh, photography back home. We, I don't know if, you know Gabby. Gabby, if you watch her. Nice. Gabby's great with the camera. They have a media uh, production company. Her and uh, Navrel, uh Man, the shots they take, some of the videos, um, too long of Whitcomb. Man, his Bro, stuff. I don't think we just when be posting these videos. Yeah, too long is amazing, yeah. amazing. And I don't know if you guys don't know, uh, Serene Tui. She does photography. She's a really great photographer as well. You know, and um, uh, you can take all the classes you want. That's gonna make you. That's you need to take classes and and read books about photography because there's technical things that you can learn um from the classes and the books that you read that you're gonna have to learn but also just being out with other photographers you know what i mean mm. uh no lie clashing your styles together yes yes <laughs> see no what lie. comes out tiktok has been a really great help to me if you go on tiktok nice. and the best thing about those guys those photographers on tiktok is they don't keep nothing back they're not gatekeepers they're oh, sharing yep. their skills they share their skills on tiktok you know, how they do this, how they get this photo, um, how they get this lighting. It's amazing that that they, they go on there and they share that without expecting anything else besides the fact that you're learning from them. And, yeah, man, photography. Providing, providing like, educational yeah. content. Educational content yeah. for, for, for nothing at all, for the fun fact that they know that you're going to put out great photos, too. Just to share knowledge. Yeah. I saw I'll tweet something like that. He was like, when I learned that making music wasn't a popularity thing, but more to share the knowledge I have with others. I was like, dang, bro. I mean, yeah, you can share information and express yourself in so many different ways that aren't just talking or speaking. And photography is probably one of the most beautiful ways to do that. So having people like that around you to capture the moments that you never knew were there that you can look back on years from now is like right. So. Right. I mean, some of the some of the best photos I've taken was on the golf uh, the golf trip we had oh, uh, pictures that we had uh, with you, Lance. I mean, some of those photos turned out really good. I mean, every um, shot looked like we hit a birdie, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we looked good. We was trying. I think that's, we so, that's what I'm saying. I mean, photography no. can really make things look yeah like amazing. Yeah, yeah bro. I didn't. I did not do great that day. That was fun. <laughs> But those pictures looked yeah, on like tour, tour yeah, championship. Yeah, and in the writer cup. What uh? What what is what is a uh? What is a technical um thing that photographers should know? Like a like a rule of three, a rule of thirds, or what? What is the most important uh one technical tip that you could share for aspiring photographers to get right? Lighting. Ooh, okay. Lighting. Because, I mean, 
the right lighting can turn your photo into something like a, just a plain photo yeah. into something amazing, you know? Just, yeah. We have this and ring the, light. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So the ring, no, really. A ring light, and that's, that's man, what, a, what an invention, right? You know, nice. some sleep, there you go. See? Yeah. Uh, lighting, um, exposure. But if you're taking photos of somebody, I think um, your ability to make somebody comfortable in front of a camera. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can you yeah, can probably. see where where some poses are forced, and then some are totally natural and candid. Yeah. And you can feel you can feel which ones are more natural and. Yeah like where that emotion is captured in the middle of that emotion and not yeah. like i need you to look stoic or i need you right. to yeah. try, try to look focused or like because I mean, there right. are people like you know yeah, there are people who are photogenic who can just pop up on a, on a camera and just like like damn yeah right Right, and, and yeah, it's like, okay. but there are other people who really need direction out there. And if, if you yeah. can give direction to somebody and they take it, but they're comfortable taking it, you know what I mean? They feel like, no, you know, what I mean? like, you know how uncomfortable it can get to be on like a photo shoot, like, for, dude, yeah, dude, no, yeah, yeah, like that. So, I mean, man. Noah's no, done I, some, yeah. uh, uh, Noah's, Noah's girlfriend has a photographer friend who does yeah, photo yeah. shoots, and Noah's yeah, been a part of a couple of them. And no, I mean, I when I shoot, no one knows comfortable. It's me. No one's gonna be comfortable. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, but but if it's true. another photographer, he's he's not gonna be as comfortable. So um, I got my my phone. But yeah, no. Yeah. I, like at first it was like, cause I don't know, like bro, you go in the middle of a park with all these random people. It's not like they're watching you or nothing. But you know, in the back of your head, you're like, damn, I'm out here posing. But it right, right. does. It is a talent for the photographer to make you feel comfortable as well. Yeah. Which I feel my homie Dude. did, shout out Albert, and then Forrest can do. Like it's being personable and I don't know, just making it feel natural. When you uh, when you are going out in public, is it something that you guys plan beforehand? Uh, or are, is it sometimes Forrest, you just you have your camera and you guys are out and you just start snapping, feeling for like me, you're finding yeah. something. For me, I just, I, I'm always carrying my camera because you never know when something incredible is that you can shoot. Or, you know, I might just be sitting somewhere like if I'm sitting like in town somewhere or in the city, we're getting something to eat and just having people um, walk around. Those are some of the greatest shots you can take too. I mean, just people going about their day and you can find people like I said, the emotion you can see in people through a lens is amazing. Uh, so yeah, capture. I, yeah, I just, I just, I try to keep my camera with me wherever I go. Um, and if it's me and this guy, I'll always have something in my head. And you know, I mean, uh, shout out to Noah because he's like my personal uh, model that I never have to pay. But he's always, he looks great on camera, man. Got a bill. So yeah, <laughs> got a bill. I, I used yeah, to I used yeah. to tell I used to tell I just Noah take that, three of them pics and post it on Instagram. You know? uh, yeah, I say if all if basketball fails, if school fails, bro, we're gonna make you a model. You know, I used to tell Noah that all the time. Oh man! But yeah, oh, no. I mean, I'm it's fun, awkward. man. It's fun to to 
to take these photos of him and or people like uh, I'm trying to get Will to be comfortable and get Will yeah. on some of this okay. stuff. Uh, yeah, I love shooting my niece because it's so candid. She loves the camera, but at the same time, she's shy. So, oh, yeah, man. I mean, but to answer your question, I mean, so far nothing's been planned. I'm trying to get, um, trying to get into the city at night and just walk around the city and uh, take photos of Noah, uh, Will, anybody who's willing to go with me at night into the city. It's mostly safe out there. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean... Um, just rain. Wow, yeah. I love taking photos, man. If it, leads, if it leads to anything more than me just being a, it, being a hobby to me, that'd be great. But at the moment... I mean, I just love taking photos. Yeah, uh, I I love to see the the new photos, man. Like yeah, that's always no, something sure. um, uh, great to see that perspective that you put out and you choose uh, that you're able to capture and and cultivate and curate. I appreciate that. I got Noah into uh, you remember that red light challenge they were doing on TikTok? I got- <laughs> Hell no, <laughs> don't put me in that ish, man. I ain't got no TikTok. The what challenge? Forty, ain't no challenge. He's talking about a squid game, red light, green light. Oh my goodness! No spoilers. Uh, no spoilers. I'm, okay, yeah. No spoilers. But it was great. I'm a I fan of like real life anime. That is just dope. Uh, man, we're gonna come back and talk about that. Yes, sir. Uh, I don't know how I feel about it anymore. <laughs> For real? <laughs> Damn. All right. I haven't finished it. I haven't finished it, but that's definitely something we should come back to. Um, It's good. good. You Mm -hmm. talked about how players in the NBA move around more and they're less likely to be uh, with a franchise their entire career. Um, What is somebody like Kobe Bryant being with the Lakers for 20 years and that, uh, you know, that legacy and that consistency mean to you as a basketball player and someone who was a fan of his uh, his game? Like, lo- not even loyalty, but just being there through the ups and the downs and just, you know, just taking it all on, bro. As a Laker fan, it was amazing because I was a Kobe fan forever and being able to root for your favorite player on your favorite team his whole career is like, I don't know. That's so, yeah. It's uh, Kobe's, I think it was more, I mean, I got to enjoy Kobe playing on the court when he was during his league, and that was so crazy to watch, but his wisdom, and I feel like his words and how he would articulate things and explain his mindset and his, like, how he found success and just his work ethic, man, like, right, you his work ethic is something that I don't even know if any, like they're a great man, but I don't know, bro. That fool probably spent 24 hours in the gym every day, man, for 20 years, bro. And work shows, but yeah. Kobe, the GOAT. Bro, okay, right. Kobe was, and then Kobe, so when Kobe started having kids, yeah. And then he was like, okay, so I want to make sure that I'm picking them up from school and dropping them off. Bro, so right. I'm going to change my whole day schedule 
whereas I'm going to sleep at a certain time, but I'm going to still get in twice as much on-court work as anybody else in the league and then yeah. fulfill every single one of my father duties Dad duty. and be yeah. there, be present for mm-hmm. uh, for his girls as much as possible. Uh, that That vision and that resolve to just create a plan and this is how you know, things have to happen for me to reach this goal that I want and then to just stick through it for so long Forever. is yeah. uh, exemplary. exemplary. Instead of taking away it, instead of taking away from his dedication to the game, he found a way just, to man. change things yeah. and still give 100% to everything mm-hmm. instead of ch- taking away from one thing, you know what I mean, so he could give to another. Yeah. He still found a way to give 100% to everything he was doing. And he worked so hard when he had the time that when he got to that point, he worked more efficiently. Yeah. The hard work he did when he was 22, 23. He just knew what he had to do and what needed to happen even more. So he he made his training even more efficient so that he could keep his personal life balanced with his insane work life. Yeah. I think Kobe probably wasn't easy, so you know, upholding that level of just I don't know, that's just greatness. There's certain people in this life that we admire to the point where it's like, I don't know, you would take things not, not false idols, but just like people that, like, you know, you, you gain wisdom from. Even if like you don't know him, like the day that he passed away, bro, like it was still one of the saddest days of my life. Cause it's like this person wasn't in my life, but he was a part of my life every single day for however, like for 20 years in the league and afterwards and all the work he did. So like without Kobe, I wouldn't have been as committed to the game. I mean, I would have, but like how it means like what it means to me and like how I understand it and how I look at it is yeah, a lot of it is because of how I saw how he saw. I don't know. Kobe opened up that side of basketball for you. And the mindset side, like when he became the Black Mamba, bro, that's so terrifying. He said, "I walk on the court and I become <laughs> a deadly venomous snake that wants to kill you, and then I'll go home to my daughters after I give you 81. That's crazy." But shout out to Mamba, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, we miss uh, we miss Kobe and definitely the work that he was doing post his playing career yes. um, to grow the sport and the WNBA and yeah, shout out the to relations. Aces, Coach Chelsea Gray and me. Yeah, shout out to Las Vegas Aces. What's, what's the WNBA to- playoff schedule look like? The Aces yeah, I think Chicago played today. Yeah. There's only four semis now. I don't know, man. There's some crazy players, bro. I'm sad Brianna Spirit's injured, but everybody else is killing. Kelsey Plum's. Ooh, shout out KP. Kelsey Plum. One year off the Kiwi's injury, and she's out here averaging like that. Yeah, she just won Six Man of the Year. Yes, sir. We uh we were rolling around the idea that we could do a WNBA fantasy league next year. 
I don't I don't know if any of the like Yahoo can support it or if we would yeah. just do our own and like old sure, school we it. Can find it. But if but not, we yeah. can you guys even you guys know even more uh WNBA followers than I do, so we can kind of put the word out for that. Also, I want to do a dynasty league for football. You guys Ooh. down? It's like long term. Like, like every, you create it and play like, the week. Well, like every year you return like six players. Oh, you yeah. get to keep you, you get, get to keep. keep you keep most of your team. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like your starters. So it's like Every year yeah, when you do a draft, it's just rookies in the draft that you're yeah, actually yeah. drafting a That's new dope. rookie class. Yeah. Um, Damn, I'm down. I got to buy Madden. I haven't played video games in too long. Yeah. I, or zone. I need to get I need to get all my production stuff because my schedule here is about to get crammed. I need to get, like, when we were talking to Noke about getting on a schedule and get your routines and habits down that way it's right. just a whole yeah, lot easier right. to burn through stuff that is important i started making checklists nice down i'm a little late to the party but bro when you get to cross that thing off oh my gosh you feel so much <laughs> when i write complete tasks what i tell myself i'm gonna do and it just felt great man. let's go we'd love to see it man we uh <laughs> We appreciate you giving us the game, man. Uh, what is the what does the future look like for you? What do you want the future to look like for you? How, whatever God wants for me, man. Yeah, man. I've been. Yeah, it's man. been a long time. I should have t- talked about this from the beginning, but uh, I go to Rose Church now. I'm really big in my faith right now, and um, I'm not perfect, and I'm learning my mistakes and trying to be a better person. Mm. For myself and for everyone around me but yeah man i take it day to day at this point man i i think someone i think my boss asked me i had an interview i just got blessed with a promotion but i had it my in, in my interview he was like do you have a what's your five-year plan and straight up i was like dude i bro, i can't tell you what i want to <laughs> do five years because five years ago this isn't what i was doing or mm. you know what I mean? that's this is when i i wasn't thinking about where I'd be at. I mean, what I was thinking about at the time isn't this, and it's beyond what I could think of. Yeah. So I don't want to put limits. I have oh, expectations. Gotcha. I have like things that goals that I should write down, like writing business plans that night. We went over that, bro. That's like it's in my phone. It's a reminder. It keeps me, you know, nice. back on my head. I'm like, all right, this is something I tell myself I'm going to do. I wrote it down. I spoke with someone about it and I'm going to do it, but timeline isn't, I don't know, man. Time is so wild to me now. Like, don't wait. On Sunday, like last Sunday, I went to, <laughs> to Rose and the sermon was like, the reason why you like have doubt or think that things aren't working your way is because you put expectations on time that weren't there in the first place. Mm. So like you tell yourself at 28, I need to do this, but who told you that that's what you're supposed to do at 28? Like this is, like you say, with pictures being unique, I was thinking back to like everyone's unique. So my path will never be the same as as anybody else's path. My passions, my day-to-day, my 
just thoughts, my actions, everything. So that question triggered me, but I went deep, bro. I just love. I guess. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I love enjoying. I love enjoying each day and like being just grateful and happy to be alive, yeah. man. Um, there's so much going on in the world today that is scary, man. And I'm not. I don't want to shy away from the truth because there's some terrifying things and bad things going on in the world. But as long as you can find joy, and the joy is my strength, and that's my motto. I love it, bro. If you wake up, tell yourself three things you're grateful for. Smile, help people, serve people, be nice to people. Um, your day will be 100% better than it would if you thought about everything you could plan on. And yeah. Nice. You came in with the action plan. You Ooh. wake up, put your feet on the ground. Three things you're thankful for. Be happy, be nice, do good. Don't yeah. be a jerk. Don't be, yeah. Why would you be mean for? Yo, stop putting your pain on other people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everyone's going through something. If you put away that like judgment and just have conversation, you'll realize that people are going through some of the same things you are. Yo. Mm. And like community and talking alone solve a lot of the problems in the world. So I'm just trying to be a benefit to the world instead of uh, whatever the other thing is. You're, uh, I, I would say you were a benefit to, to my world. You, bro. You're and, a benefit uh, to my world. <laughs> I love y'all so much. You guys have done so much in my life, man. And I'm so grateful to have you guys in my life. Thank you guys for being my sure. family. You didn't choose to do it, but y'all here. So we're going to do this thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we feel too. But like, uh, I guess we're here. We'll do it. <laughs> hey, but before we forget, bro, I forgot we talked all this basketball. Hey, shout out the ninjas. If you don't know, sorry, we win is. Hey, I don't talk about <laughs> it a lot, but when I talk about the so, ninjas, what it is, brother, it's a basketball team we have back home, Lance. Nice, my guys. Shout out, Cooks, TJ, Tooney, June, Bubba, JD. Let's do. Let's. He said, "You're gonna get it. You're gonna get a chance to do shoutouts here. I know you've. I know you've done a lot already just now, but you're gonna get a chance." <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, a lot of people in the world. Uh, what do we got to close? Dinner guests and then flower shoutouts. Uh, you know what? Even better, man. I, I no, I usually ask people, but I've asked Noah here in the house before about five people you can invite to dinner. Um, if you could live one year, relive one year of your life, man, what year would it be? Ooh. Yeah. Bro, you didn't, we didn't like, no one told me this question was going to come. Oh, no. What's going on, bro? She asked me at the beginning, bro. I'm like in a whole different like, first, first, There's got to be a year me. that you think about, man. There's got to be that one year you think about. I mean, hmm. I know at a young 27 right now, you know, know I mean? you still, you've still been through some things of your own, so. Yeah, uh, my life's been and, I mean, it doesn't even have to be that type of year. It could just be a year you want to go back and relive because it was, like, amazing, so. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you could go back and relive one year of your life at this year, at this age of 27, what, what year would you go back and relive? What year did we go to Papua? Oh, man. 2015? 
I go back that year, that year too. <laughs> Twenty fifteen. I want to go back and beat everybody. No, not because of that, but that whole year in general. I do want to beat all those teams, but that year in general was just like that was my first step into adulthood. My final like, no more school. I'm done with school. And then I had a time of like no work, no school. That was a great time. You know that little transition. Like do whatever you want. Go play basketball. Go out. Don't do whatever you want. You know you got chores and things. But and then we got to go to Papua and represent. I went with Forrest Junior with Paul with Will. We met lifelong friends. I got this X tap out of it. You know the vibes. So, okay. Um. It's a game. Yeah, we just hung out with uh, the homie Des. She pulled up in Portland the other week. She's in big oh, things. Yeah. Her game. Shout out her game. But yeah, 2015 would be a year, not to redo anything other than win more games, but um, just, you know, tell myself that my life ain't going to be anything like I thought it was going to be, but you're going to be okay because God got you. 2015. We're going to have, we're going uh, to start asking the, what would you say to your 10 year old self? I was just about to ask this, if you go back, and tell your tell your twelve year old self anything. Yeah. What would 12, you tell him? Seventh grade. Seventh grade. That the Lakers would get LeBron. <laughs> no, don't tell everybody. <laughs> hey, chill. Lakers are gonna get LeBron. Don't worry about it. Hey, bro, he's gonna be playing for all these teams, but guess what? He coming home. Like immediately after the Miami title, we be like, nah, nah, you can nah, go to Cleveland. A little bit later. But once he comes to the Lakers, we're going to win. Nah, you're going to have to wait a little bit longer. <laughs> we're going to win more than one. Nah, we we shouldn't one. be on Chicago. Hey, we'll take that one. Who in Vegas? Come on, money down. LA and six. Come on. But nah, yeah, that and yeah, what I said earlier. Everything's going to be all right, man. That's, I like that's all that's, that's it. I like it, man. Um, let's uh let's do flowers i'll start i want to give you uh the appreciation you deserve to uh my cousin talanoa smith and going from a really little kid in american samoa to a grown-ass man (laughs) managing you know Two and a half score or a score and a half of properties, uh, and you know, being any being an example of a of a good guy with a good group uh, here in the Pacific Northwest and somebody that uh, uh, people can depend on, and continuing that example in such a manner that people can look up to you and people do. So uh, I appreciate you, bro, and I love you for continuing to to take that responsibility and and go up and away with it. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Appreciate yeah, you, man. Um, man, I could go on for days if I have to, but uh, you know, the growth that you've, uh, the growth that you've gone through, the growth that we've all witnessed, um, it doesn't go unnoticed. Uh, and like I said, I, I could talk about this for, I could give you loads room full of, of flowers a house full of flowers but i'm going to tell you um the one thing i'm grateful for is um the great 
the great man that you turned out to come, you know, that you grew into. I mean, there was no doubt, none, none of us, not me, Lance, your parents, there was no doubt you were going to turn out to be a really great guy. Um, I think you've exceeded expectations. So, man, just keeping you know, there's there's no one like you. There's no one like you. And does it, I'm not saying that it makes you better than anybody else or anybody, but it makes you, it makes you, you, it makes you who, it makes you the person that who we need in our life. Yeah. Stay you, man. I mean, there's a lot of people out here who appreciate you. You, you might not know it. They might not even know it, but I mean, like I said, I, I posted today. Uh, if you, if it ever comes a time that you think that you have this wondering feeling in you, like, man, when's it my turn? When's it going to happen to me? Where, 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 when is it my turn? When is my blessing? Just remember that, I mean, just because it doesn't directly affect you doesn't mean it's not your blessing, you know? So you bless, and, and you're a blessing to a lot of people around you. So Thank you you've come a long way, man. And you're a very, 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 very great young man. So. Man, yeah, I was yeah. 28 in like a month. It's crazy. 28 in a month? Thank you, bro. I appreciate you. Yeah, November 10th. Yeah, you, man. <laughs> still, nah, still a young buck, man. Still young guy, man. But, oh, uh, man. You have any uh any shout outs, any people you want to give some big ups to out there? Yeah, man. Shout out my guy Money. He's a senior in high school right now. Guy Monel Delano Smith. He wants some crocs. He has some crocs. I wore crocs <laughs> when I was in eighth grade, man. People hate it now, it's a thing, but I respect it. They're nice. <laughs> They're on the way, bro. Uh, yeah, shout out my brother, man. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen him. He's taller than me now. Uh, Damn. Yeah. He's like a good 6'3", 6'5". Like Yo, how are the young ones 6'5"? Isn't Mason like 6'5"? Mason's five? big, bro. Yeah, yeah man. Like yeah. Yeah. They're the yeah. ones that ate their vegetables when they were supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> That's just... Stay inside so they ate the food they were supposed to. Nah, uh, shout out my little brother. Shout out my parents. Uh, shout out my grandma, Sipolu. So strong, man. You're just an inspiration. I love you. Shout out my grandma, Ime. She's in San Diego. I love you, too. They, man, grandmas pray for you. They and, and I appreciate all the prayers. Uh, shout out all my aunts and uncles. And just... Everybody here, man. Shout out my girlfriend, Winona. Shout out my homies, Alex and Alex. Shout out my best friend, Junior, back in Samoa. Shout out y'all. You guys are older brothers that I never had, but we're blessed to have. Like uh, Forrest always says, family isn't always blood. Family is just who cares for you. And you guys have always looked out for me. Um, I've done a lot of growing in my lifetime, and you guys have been able to witness mostly all of it. A lot of it you can talk about. A lot of it you don't have to talk about. And you know, <laughs> it's a uh, man. We all on this earth to just grow and be a blessing to others. And you guys are a blessing in my life. So shout out to you too. Thanks for having me on here, man. It's been a blast in the past. So much fun just joking around and talking. I'm sure let's get on the golf course before it gets too cold. I gotta get a couple more of these.
I have a lot of practice I need to do before next season, before I'm trying to get on that Talanoa Smith level of smooth, <laughs> smooth swing golf. That is, yeah, golf is my new bug, bro. I love golf. Yeah, I think we're gonna we're gonna be taking over that golf life from now yeah, on. Let's go top golf then. Wow. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What, the, yeah. Any day you trying to go to top golf. That food was amazing, that. by the way. Shout out top golf food there. What did you wait? What did you have? What do we have? Yeah, chicken tenders and the tater tots or whatever, bro. Them issues. Oh, the tater tots were. Oh no, I had the tacos, bro. They had these stuffed tacos, oh. the street tacos, and the tater tots. Those mm. hit. Man, I might yeah, okay, so I might need to try those because yeah, it's, it's kind of bar food. Uh, right. I mean, but, at the time I needed the bar food. We was playing early, but I still got a couple. Of you got you got too many birdies. <laughs> you got too many birdies. Had a couple I of was, birdies. Shot. I needed those tacos. Yeah, yeah no, I'm I'm good. always down. Uh, man, right. I appreciate you guys for both Thank of you, you. Uh, for taking the time out and uh, sitting down and and sharing your guys's journey and, and Noah's come up through basketball and to the Pacific Northwest. Appreciate that. We're, and uh, we're all out here. And now we all out here and we can be that community <laughs> that continues to grow and bless more and more people out there. We're That's looking the to goal. be that example. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Goal. Love and light to everybody, to you Love and yours, and uh, to those people out there listening. We appreciate you guys. Uh, thank you so much to our guest, Talanoa Smith, for dropping in on us uh, tonight for uh, Forrest sure. Dodalau. I'm Lance Valatomo. This is Levasa Sports. Today's show, as always, sponsored by LevasaIslandApparel.com. For gear that represents the South Pacific Island languages and cultures accurately and responsibly. Put on for the culture. Catch the wave at LavasaIslandApparel.com. That is, that's the Bangor New Jersey. That's the, that was the that was the first jersey I uh that was the first jersey I got from Fallen Legends. Uh Nick. Uh years ago. That was like the first one that set off uh, the jersey purchasing from him. So shout out Fallen Legends 24. Big Kobe fan also.